0: Welcome to Loving the Snow Life, the podcast where our snow resort obsessed mums talk everything snow.
1: You'll learn stuff including ski school, is it worth it, how to get the best travel deals, what snow gear to buy, sustainability and much more.
0: Some mums love the Kardashians. our mums love ski documentaries.
1: Between them,
0: they've skied 84 snow resorts and they've dragged us to plenty of them. We're not complaining, we love it. Over to you, mums.
2: Tora, you're about to be a mum, not long now. Mm-hmm. So for a little special Mother's Day thing, we thought why not talk to the lady who brought you into this world, your mum, Marion, and find out how she raised an amazing ambassador for the snow industry we love. Hi, Marion. Hello. Hi.
3: Hi,
1: Mama <laughs> there. Okay, <laughs> hey, How are you both? So well, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I've recovered from my week's work by Sunday night, so this is good. <laughs> I'm
0: enjoying the sun in, you know, Avalon and Mum's getting the winter You know, the first taste of winter, I guess, down there right now. (laughs) So,
1: I put my head out the door at about 11 o'clock this morning to see if Pete and I would go up and walking up in the bush at the back, which we usually do every Sunday, And um, my gosh, the little icicles were blowing at my face. So there was a bit of an ice storm. Winter's (laughs)
3: coming. I do love that. I love that feeling, though. I know. Oh, (laughs) winter's in the air. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh,
1: Marion, tell us about yourself. (laughs) Tell us
3: how it is to be Dora's
1: mum. (laughs) Well, I was born and bred a city slicker, um, brought up in Chatswood.
3: Well wow. mm-hmm. so
1: Northern Beaches used to be um my and my mum ended up living um mm-hmm. at Croma. So um Northern Beaches were where you are is pretty good for us. So we mm-hmm. all love the snow and the sea. Mm-hmm. So but I married a farmer up here. And everybody thought it wouldn't last because I was such a Sydney person. And it certainly has, we've been married 47 years now. So, um, for some reason or other, I always thought I was going to have a number of children. And, you know, being on a property and whatever, I thought I could have loads of fun. And- um, And we did. Peter actually taught me to ski when we were married. Hmm. So yeah, they did. <laughs> wow. but, um and with skiing, we were in the middle of a drought in the eighties and Tora was born in the mid eighties. And um she I used to well, we and sometimes me used to take them up to Cabramara and the older ones would be on their cross-country skis and because in the middle of a drought on a farm we weren't spending money going to the expensive slopes. (laughs) And um, so we all cross-country skied. Um, Tora was in a sled that (laughs) I skied along at the back of the the kids. Mm -hmm. And that went on for a number of years until things improved. And um, Tora learned to ski at the Cabramara Township um, toe, and so did Abby. And the others used to ski with the ski club that was there, and one toe downhill. And then we ended up back in the other. Um, um, I'm
0: going to butt in though, Mum. Like before yeah. we kids came along, who were you? Yeah, you're a registered <laughs> nurse, you're no, a practicing no, no midwife, you're a natural therapist, and. <laughs>
3: forget ourselves the mum don't forget yourself yes I know tell us tell us a little bit
0: about you
1: (laughs) so yes my initial training was in mainstream medicine and midwifery but I mostly worked in midwifery because it was just so joyous this birth Mm. and helping um, mums and bubs and dads and um, bond and you know get their breastfeeding right and make it easy for them and yeah so I think that so was were you my North favourite North. Part were
3: at Hospital or at Manly Hospital
1: no I was in Cooma oh, oh, oh I'm Canberra when I actually did my post grad midwifery in Canberra.
3: Wow. If, so, if yes, and that was it. because
1: Peter was here and um, because he's been four-generation farming family in Cooma. So okay. Canberra was my best place to finish what I wanted to do. And then I actually worked in Cooma um, for several years with midwifery. but um, But, yes, and I guess before I had children, I went very much into investigating the best way to provide for a child. So, you know, we went on special diets or me more than Peter, but he was quite cooperative in doing things so that we could give our babies the best chance um, that we could so that even conceiving would be um, fantastically healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 40, I was 40. very much into natural birthing at that, well, still am. Mm-hmm. So, which is why um, my girls have followed along those lines too. Yeah. So. Um, but, but would yeah. this be
2: would this be grandchild number three?
1: Number nine, is it? Number what? nine. Let's
2: uh,
0: see.
3: Three, three,
1: five, eight, eight nine. Yeah, yeah, number nine. nine. <laughs> number nine. Oh, <are> you hear <laughs> Janet, yes. all through again.
3: Well, that was the <laughs> forward thinking of um, looking after your body before your baby back in the yes. 80s.
1: Well, like, it probably was forward thinking then, but it was certainly evident there were many um, and some Australian books being written by midwives and doctors. Um, so that was brilliant. And then we had. Um, a wonderful paediatrician I used to follow who was so naturally oriented too. So, and then after that, for the children, I, all my study was and spent a lot of time studying um, the natural things that would help them. And um, I (laughs) I was in the natural health society.
0: (laughs) I don't think I knew what lollies were until I went to school. My like mum oh. was very strict. <laughs> very
2: strict.
1: <laughs> wow! <Yeah.
2: laughs> <If you laughs> know,
1: funny thing is, how hidden
0: <laughs> we they, live on a farm. You know, <laughs> you yeah. can with all sorts of things and say it's dessert. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> what was your favourite non-dessert then? For <laughs> oh non-dessert let's see i don't know i remember these like henry bars used yes we used to our chocolate was carob you know oh, like yes, and unsweetened caramel. carob you know so <laughs> then when we got the like the sweetened carob it was like heaven and oh yeah, oh. mum used to do a great job with treats and when you don't How
1: do you compare it to? to Yeah. And the complaints now when they like to give me a good poke um, (laughs) about what happened. But you know, I laugh at that because really and truly. If it was me now, they would have less chance of unhealthy things um, than they did then. It's true. She's, she's, like, like, she's
0: got more uh, strict.
1: Yeah, strict with myself. You yeah,
0: I get food guilt when I, you know, she watches me eat something that is unhealthy. Go to the cupboard.
3: Yeah, like, oh I'm
0: just turning away. I know what she's
3: thinking. <laughs> so, what about the grandchildren now? The nine grandchildren. Do they get carob?
1: yes yes uh oh I love it I love it so (laughs) much yeah yeah
0: Yeah. I think everyone's kind of gone their own um approach like with my sisters especially like still very healthy and talking the talking to the kids and educating them on why we make these decisions and whatnot but they definitely get some you know normal chocolate here and there and you know (laughs) Little
2: treat. A little, yeah. <laughs> so a little different. So little
1: more Because they don't want their kids to feel deprived like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, you were so hard done by.
3: <laughs> no. yeah.
0: I used to um I used to go to school and my friend would like bring me extra good stuff. Oh that. you know, funny. I got the salad sandwich and she brought extra good stuff.
1: I I used to send them with potato salads, and um, you know we they used to go with a little bowl, which now seemingly you know is a bit mean for kids to have something that different. But they'd go with um, sweet potato and rice and tahini dressing and um, some salad and veggies in with it. And
3: I would love that. that. I went with a Vegemite (laughs) sayo.
2: That would no, that's to you' away before your time that is really cool you' speaking I, I I, I to the person who wrote a book about her two sons that quit sugar for a year so we had a battle trying to quit sugar for a year out here in society so you're talking to the right person yeah so,
0: I, I always say mum was like you know 30 plus years ahead of her time as far as like health and nutrition. And mm, you know, absolutely. experimental with other not experimental, but very open with other like healing modalities with energy yeah. work and whatnot. It was like a very fascinating upbringing, and now I'm so grateful for it because I incorporate it all in my life, and um, even in the ways like I've prepared for competition and you know, understood yeah. and managed stress and you know, everything, every aspect of life. So it's like now I'm like, whoa, mom, you're like, you're like the the white witch you're like the good witch like,
3: exactly. like we were, i didn't i grew up on the gold coast i would we didn't even know what tahini was you know it's like so, so it's quite it's quite amazing that you're in kuma and you're an amazing forward thinker and you've got five children
1: and and
3: mm-hmm. so you did five separate lunches like that to send them to school all the time and well
1: yeah. Well, they beat it out of me a bit. So, <laughs> you know, and by the, I by the came, yeah. So I became a little bit more normal for them. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd make our own bread when I could, but Peter and I were very interested in ecology and he more in the ecology of the land as I was interested in our personal and human ecology. And so we looked into spiritually and um, for health and farming. We Mm. were both very interested in um, Rudolf Steiner and his advanced educational um, agricultural techniques. And um, his philosophy was called, um, oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, really but happens. um, you know, I was even with a number of people trying to bring a Steiner school to um Kuma in all those years. It's only just happened now. Mm. So um um anthroposoph- anthroposophical Society were the people that um you know were very much into Rundolf Steiner's yeah. philosophies. And um make wheat. I used to grind it on a stone grinder and make our porridge and our bread. and Can You imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I don't know how she <laughs> did <do> <laughs> it. the I, hours of four and five <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Yes. Okay. And so he was good at helping people with their water supplies during the drought, and it ended up that. He was full time in that and saw that it could. He actually went to what's now Western Sydney Ag at Wells Hawkesbury Ag College and retrained in um, in water and irrigation, water supply and irrigation. And so we had then a business in Cooma. Um, and he has been the waterman for the Monero and even further afar from that for. So oh, I remember mama.
0: when I remember when I was first like starting to do interviews and things like that. When I started, you know, making my mark in snowboarding, and people would ask me what my dad did, and I'm like, "Oh, he's the water man. <laughs> he's the water guy." And my dad, like, still to this day, I like remember what he trained me to say. He's like, "I'm a um, pumping irrigation specialist who designs and installs pumping irrigation systems." The water man, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah but he and because he grew up generationally as a man on the land it was you know easy for him and um, and mm-hmm. I used to say it was like being a country doctor he was the water doctor mm-hmm. and he'd be out night to, <laughs> yes. um, yeah
2: always on call yeah. yes yeah Yes, the snow and everything but suddenly how many of your children start showing a talent five five
1: out of five. five yeah five, five. Yeah. So, um, what happened? Really, I think because I was late to the sport, I was just impassioned by skiing, and um, did the
0: two months. Pardon, you hadn't skied before, Dad? No, Dad No, he taught you? me
1: to ski the winter after we were married. So well, um,
0: that's
3: quite We risky. were married in April,
1: and I started on the snow in June that couple of months afterwards. And then that was it. You know, we skied every week after the winter after that. But I too, Emma was an athlete, not that I was anything like my girls are, my boys and girls are. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I was on the school swim team too and the tennis team and the netball team Mm. and um, hockey team and, you know, all this like, So I wanted my kids to have generalised sport. And Mm -hmm. so they did in Kuma, they could do soccer, they could do swimming for six months of the year, they could do gymnastics. So, and a bit of tennis they dabbled in, but not, you know, too much. I wanted them, because tennis, I thought was a great, sport to mm-hmm. as families and um, adults and <laughs> that they should have a bit of tennis play. Yeah. So they were all good at everything. Mm-hmm. So what happened was it's
0: embarrassing stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, they became really good swimmers and Rowena I used to watch the Olympics every single Time it was Olympic time, and Rowie happened to be four up on the farm when the Los Angeles Olympics were on. I and like I was working away, and she was watching with me. And she finished that Olympics and said, "I'm going to do that." Mm. And so swimming seemed to be a really big thing for her. Um, but it was a bit difficult. And as Tora was a brilliant swimmer, um, they all were. Um, mm. But Rowena, was, uh,
0: Rowena is my older sister, second from the top. Robin's yeah. the oldest brother, Rowena, and she skied in the two thousand and two Olympics in yeah. Salt Lake City in so, the combined.
1: Yeah, so she was combined and the, the slalom. She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Um, she probably could have done all disciplines except she broke her ankle the year before the Olympics and cut so, the qualification a bit down. But I yeah, know. so Rowie. Um, they all loved the snow so and it just happened that you know we were okay and they went back um um we ended up back on snow and the slopes and whatever and they were all um training at various stages so um it's, it's so, so they had to be-
3: at that, yes. at that time had you put them in ski school or you and your husband no. still training them together well,
1: or are you... they were so good that they just picked it up so as youngsters progressing from She's cross-country so skiing, they stuff. were brilliant um we went to cabramara ski club where they joined the races on weekends and tuesday nights um mm-hmm. <laughs> and became very good at that just naturally and then and um, Rowie was spotted at schools races and um, people said, oh, this girl should train. So we thought, okay, we'll do that. And then the Torah and Abby were very young at that stage. And I used to get them out of bed when everybody else was in the car and in their pyjamas. We'd head up to the mountains to Threadbow Ski Club. And um, um, they'd be, um, you know, so they and I, I pulled them up friday flat with ropes and things like that
0: i remember arriving like at in Threbo at the ski club i'm pretty sure like someone had carried us asleep into the ski club over their shoulder because rowena was like early morning training and up then we went on to do our thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the whole community beside around you going, okay, you go up there, mom, look after Roe. we'll get the other ones and keep them asleep
1: in the. Well, club. I think my eldest son was great with the younger ones oh. and, um, he would help me with that. Mm. And, um, so yeah. So the whole winter we were basically, um, it was weekend training, but, um, we seem to be able to manage to take quite a few days off during yeah, the week. Yeah,
3: how did the school go? Did you go radio kids' school's not on? No, We've got a oh, go well, here and then you've one got
1: of to... the, yeah, one of the kids' um, teachers sent a school inspector to see what on earth I was doing. So <laughs> oh, yes, I did put up with All that right. for a minute. But <laughs> I often think of and he was saying but and I'd be giving him exactly what we were doing. And I often wonder whether he um, realised later in life that um, how many elite athletes I have in the snow field that I told him that was basically, you know, this is this is their education, their athletes. Oh, I love it.
3: On you, I love that. Because our, our schools that we currently go to, if we want to take a week off to maybe go, they're like, oh, but they're not a yeah like you stay in age they're like oh no they can't they're not a an australian olympian you're like well they need to go to all this stuff so they can be and And, and (laughs) it's
2: so right isn't it like we in our family like you have to really back yourself and believe in yourself and you know as a parent sometimes my children are very sick when it's (laughs) snowy but you know we have to play the game you know and so Sorry, that's a bad ad. Just no, but it is not. But, <laughs> but I love that you were doing that and just, you know, like you say, like he's probably like decades later gone,
1: that's that family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He probably didn't even remember. But I just remember I didn't. I didn't even invite him into the house. He sat out on the tables and chairs outside while I didn't put up with a minute of it. And I said, besides, you know, all these kids go off to their running things and the things that the schools have and they miss a lot of days during the year for athletics and mm. and whatever and I'm doing the same thing with the sport that our family do and you know he couldn't quite come back but I you know I get I'm quite strong when I want to be mm. um, and also I don't like being told what mm. to do mm-hmm.
2: you know you my mother
1: I think um, in a <laughs> I brought these children into the world. I am magnifying their talents, which a parent is supposed to do. Yes. And they're all out there doing wonderfully healthy things. Mm-hmm. And what on earth are you going on about? As if it's going. This was primary school, so yes. as if it's going to matter. Um and you anyway. we we went
0: I remember we went to the majority of school. Like it was Oh
1: yes. winter I, yes
0: wintertime it was like, you know, one extra day, which which in the local region you get for school yes. games. Yes. So yes. <laughs> yeah. and then school holidays are we up the mountains every day, but yeah <laughs> sorry we we're missing like weeks and no, weeks a
1: no, week <laughs> no, sometimes we'd have two extra days it would depend what was happening and people wanted to help the kids too because I think they saw they were very talented like with Torah, um one of Rowena's friends saw her snowboarding down um Zali's at Perisha and said oh my gosh that Tori just looks like she's one with the board and she always and so there were so many people that helped us along the way and um, people who took them overseas before I could and, um, well, and I mean like just to so kind many of coaches who like,
2: did. I mean just to kind of get a timeline of that like I mean they were you were you know, back in when they were all in primary school, they were doing all the races and everything. And then at some point, Tori, you you changed to snowboarding, right? So at what kind of time was that?
0: So, um, I mean, like we were all heavily involved in the inter schools, you know, like most people are (laughs) now. We we did all the sports. So, um, you know, skiing, uh, cross country, and then I think it was I in year five or year six. Like I was, I was eleven, I think, when I first started to snowboard. Yeah. So it was right at the end of yeah. primary school, and yeah. and it came about by chance, really, because my older brother um, Ben, who became my coach and uh, had uh, his own professional career um, as well before he was my coach, um, he was in he was in year seven, right, Mum? I believe so. Yes, I think um, so. And he. Um, one of his friends uh, broke their arm or leg or something and couldn't compete in interschools. So just by chance, he was like, Oh, I'll I'll fill in. And, but he had never snowboarded before. And so it was Ben actually helping that team be able to compete by going, yeah, I'll jump in. And then um, he hadn't snowboarded. So he's like, Hey mom, can I get a lesson? And mom of course has been, um, you know, well, Will make well, anything happen to have us you know learn something new or have a new experience and then uh and then I was like, oh, if he's going to do it, I want to do it because i 'm pretty sure in my memory, mum, I remember coming to you that morning going like don't worry about me ski racing like it 's too expensive. My older sister at the time was like doing really well, and a lot of money you know and energy was going to her, and I was like don't worry about putting money into me, mum, I'm just going to cross country ski. I like it better anyway. And so like that morning I'd said that to them. I'm like, don't worry, it's cheaper. You don't have to buy me a season ticket, you know, whatever. That's amazing. Um, what and amazing. then I was like, Oh, actually, I want a snowboard,
2: Mum. Can I <laughs> spend more money on me? <laughs> Pay for me to get a lesson too. Going from little <laughs> mean, daughter to yeah. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. It's, so so, I mean, it's so funny that kind of conversation really does go in in all families, doesn't it? It's like you know, our kids say, "Can we go to flip out? What are we made of? Money? You know, that sort of <laughs> like it's it's." you get a kind small
0: of- idea and concept of money when you're a kid you know you're like no it doesn't grow on trees but yeah. <laughs> when i want to do something Mum, make it happen
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yes okay. so um, at this time you had five on snow marion like you had yes how many yes. in
1: the inter interschool now they were training at um i think Um, They were training at Perisher at that time. It was a very bad snow season and there was only man-made snow on Front Valley in this one school holiday. So no training was being done. And, um, yeah, it was Ben first who said, i I, I got to learn how to snowboard. So then both girls came to me and said, well, we want to do that too because there's nothing to ski. You know, with, there's millions of people um, on Front so Valley. Abby? So, Abby,
0: um, so Abby, Abby didn't join us that first day, Mum. Ben and I went and we yeah. did it. And, and then, then the next went. day we're like, we love it so much. And we're like, yeah. Mum, yeah. we need snowboards. We like,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want a rental board. Like a yeah, rent, yeah, we
0: rented a board. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it was either that night or the next day after Abby got a lesson and then wanted to be a snowboarder too that we went to, I think it was Bart Snowboard. Wasn't it Snowboard? Yeah, like,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah it was Bart's so, Susie's me. shop.
0: And yeah. they sold us like X rentals for like the whole kit, like the whole family, like <laughs> 200, 300 bucks, you know. Like I was riding an old Burton Air from the 80s you know like
2: I love it it. oh my gosh and And that's how we started
0: we were just like it was something new but we're just kind of like whoa
2: this is it I I love that so much because a couple of years ago when we went to interschools, schools maybe three years ago there was a a dad and he was coaching his son and he was like now son don't put these brand new fancy skis on until right till the race starts and you think like you had all this scrappy dappy gear and how well you went and you know it's just classic
0: oh I was so like yeah. yeah and then <laughs> I remember I think we really like a lot with how things progress from us we just looked at what my older sister was doing so to get like financial support um when she was on the fist tour and whatnot through Europe um she used to write away to like all these different companies to see if they would support with you know financially or equipment or whatnot so when we started snowboarding and realized that like you know maybe this like you know 10 year old equipment and broken bindings aren't gonna like be great for us we started riding to the local snowboard shops we like wrote to snowboard wrote to rhythm sports who ended up taking all the bright kids under their wing and mick Klemer you know, Rolfie from down there, um, they they've been supporting the community since we can remember and they still do in such like That's an amazing way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But but
1: and sporting. Yeah. Everybody um, was well, fantastic so. to us. You know, yeah. we the people in Ginderby knew all the bright kids and would help um where they could and mm-hmm. um, it was just you know, we had so much help from people, people who just supported yeah. us. You, um, with Loving Us and others, even though they might have been one shop and um, or um, coaches from one area when Roey was now. With, anyway, you know, yeah. big stories about helped, who you went with. Helped the bride everybody family. helped.
3: Yeah. Do you think they helped because they saw you as a mother supporting and not being pushy? Or what kind of mother were you to the children when they showed their talents? Like...
1: Oh, I, I actually look back on myself and think, especially with swimming, I was so... I was hoping
0: you were going to bring this story up, Mum, because this yeah. is my
1: favourite. <laughs> I was so elated with how wonderful they were at swimming and doing so much better than I did. Um, you know, I, I was a state championship swimmer and whatever and um, Rowie was getting to nationals and... Um, um, but oh yes, you know I'd be down by the pool egging them on. And so I remember I guess, when Rowie was at her first big competition. Oh, I was screeching as she was coming in third.
0: <laughs> I um, I I have this memory, and it's like you know when people ask if I had a soccer mum, you know I I don't I don't feel like I did in snowboarding or skiing because she literally sacrificed her own time on the mountain so that like she drove us there and we were on the mountain she wasn't on the mountain with us you know and that was kind of the way it was for many many years um and and, but I have when people ask that I'm like well I do have this one memory and it's from the swimming carnival in Coombs like (laughs) I just can't get it out of my mind (laughs) I'm in the far left lane you know swimming up mom's right alongside me and I was doing breaststrokes I was coming up Every time I could see her out the corner of my eye and she's alongside the pool following me going, come on, come on, just like wheeling me along screaming at me and I'm like, I'm so
1: embarrassed, leave me alone. Like, I'm not coming up. (laughs) I I think that sort of thing has affected Taurus and my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I now that I look back know, on it, like, I cannot believe it, you know? <laughs> cannot believe that I was like that. Um, but I think i realised realised um, in time. But it's, I guess it's, um, because I, with five kids, I was a full-time mum. and um i didn't even think of everything i studied was to i studied homeopathy i studied essential oils um apart from there um from nutrition and hydration and things like that so oh and i studied um neuro-linguistic programming so I could help oh, and I love psychology anything. and you know <laughs> yeah. um, so so I've been anyway um,
0: um, but, well before think, we move on from this mum I just yes. want to add like one of the most powerful things that I remember mum teaching me as a kid um, and she you know talked to us and taught us from very very early on was like visualisation and managing you know, stress and whatnot. And so like, I remember, you know, even in interschools, it's big for you then, by look back, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, interschools, whatever. But mom had taught me how to visualize mm. and literally break it down to, um, you know, feeling it, seeing myself, seeing everything in color, hearing my name being called up in the position I wanted to be in. And I was, I was still in primary school and she had taught me that. And those exact same things I used to, you know, I put into play in my whole career, but especially when it came to the 2010 Olympics where um, I was injured and I couldn't be on snow practicing. And so what did I do? Hung in my dark bedroom, severely concussed going, I don't know if I'm going to make it there. And I spent all my time just, working through my own visual, like visualization and hearing and seeing everything happen as I wanted it to happen in color. And literally when I got to the Olympics, I still feel like I had some sort of crazy help or, or that visualization let the muscle memory take over because really, what are you going to learn in two weeks? You know, your body knows it anyway. You just have to be in this mentally cool, calm state to, to let the muscle memory take over. So yes. I was like with all of Mum's craziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you learn so much through sport and team sport and whatnot too. But the way Mum went about it, um, you know, I feel like I learned so much mm. that can be applied to though it's I did apply fun. to my own career, but to life too, because it's mm-hmm. I'm doing the same things now with my you know, preparing for my birth. Oh,
2: and you're actually, gonna have you're gonna like, have a great birth I'm
0: all seeing of that. it all happen, you know. Yeah. I've got my um, mantras and you, you know it's it's all the same stuff, no matter how you apply it. So you're pretty genius in my mind, Mum.
1: <laughs> and that's what that's what I did for my own births too. Um, I'm now getting back to all of it for myself for uh, my new career that will, um, you know, take me to the next twenty years of trying to um, help humanity evolve. Really. be more aware and evolve and take our thing i mean we all want to be it's nice
2: to think that we can all be involved in meaningful work to wear 100 that's That's where we are these Mm. days as women Mm. and mothers Mm. and you know we all these things that we learn everything we learn before we're mothers and we can channel into our children and and you know Torah's the epitome of everything that you've said that you know and it's so lovely just she lives and breathes and all your teachings I suppose the question that bubbles up because I've got three kids and I just think how did you with these five talented children how did you stretch yourself to Mm. Do it all, I guess, you know, it's just the ultimate job.
3: Allocate time and go, okay, you're doing a little bit better than this one over here. Do I go that way or do I not go? Or that never entered your mind?
2: I'll just go to this race. You did well, you did well. (laughs)
1: Yes. Well, I was really pleased that they all um, chose the snow because it was really interesting um, when Tora spent a few years at Snowy Mountains Grammar School before she like row you had to go on um correspondence um they had a rowing program there and people had come to me and say she's going to be a great rower you know? and i i used to think uh yes
2: <laughs> but
1: um so but they all love the snow like peter and i love the snow and so It more or less worked out there that Mm. I'm. I mean, Ben did mountain biking too, but at least it was the summertime snow. But then, you know, they all became so good at this snowboarding that they had sponsorship. And um, Ben was on the OWI team. um, Mm. So so it was, I guess. So
2: what Mm. you're saying is, it was quite apparent. Like, luckily, they liked it as well. But it was also quite apparent you didn't have to do the old. We're not yeah. a cricket family, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we no. kind of did just, like, all choose it, didn't we? Like,
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. In but, some you know, time when we weren't travelling, we were definitely participating in every other sport, like cricket and soccer and,
1: you mm-hmm. know, so,
0: ev- everything. Yeah. Um. And but, yeah. We when they were
1: young. True. But it's I think...
0: Worries.
3: Well, you Tora, were,
1: sorry. Tora and Ben and then Abby had sponsorship, Tora, Roxy, Ben, Quicksilver, um, within a year of their results on the snow with snowboarding and then Abby had Billabong the year afterwards and then they all started travelling overseas. So then we based ourselves in Salt Lake City and I homeschooled them. Mm-hmm. Um, ben okay. was with the OWI team as the years moved on. Um,
0: my brother and I got um, help from sponsors to go overseas um, when I was, I think I was 14. I tu- sorry, I turned 14 over there.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um,
0: we went to Big White. Um, so I went with a with family
1: brother. that
0: were. Yeah, with a yeah. family who let us stay there. Wanted to help them. Yeah. Wow. wow. Mum Mom told me not to tell them that it was my birthday because they were doing enough for us already. And I, I arrived <laughs> there. The... I think I arrived the 26th of December and my birthday was the 27th of December and we went to get our season passes and they're like, "Tori, it's your birthday. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how
3: funny.
2: And you're like, i told me not to." Yeah. But it's <laughs> so funny. And so I um, love that. That's such a yes. mum thing to do, it's such know. a mum thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, I understand it, that. that I'm totally stuff. cool with it. I'm
0: like, oh, yeah, they're doing like heaps for us. Like the O'Donnells, I still to this day, like, the the family you know the O'Donnells I helped my older sister and then Ben and I get overseas and it's still like such a special spot in that, in my heart for them they did so much for us um, yeah, wow so again like st- so much help all the time
2: you yeah. never forget people that really help you like that do you you, you know you you're gonna be a hundred and still remember them and it it's yeah it's fantastic.
1: yeah, yeah. and then um um after that, the baths used to help you in Switzerland and yeah. um, took you yeah. to...
0: Peter and Trine Bath.
1: Yeah, took uh, you to... And then um, uh, their,
0: and their, their daughter, going, well. Josie, just won the Youth, youth Olympics in oh. cross yeah well done
3: oh well she has quite quite a good mentor though i would say
0: (laughs) i would love to say i've been a mentor but i haven't (laughs) it's like you know i was i i only moved back to australia you know after 14 years when i met my husband and then still then i've been um you know spending most of the year away because that's where i need to be you know yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you know i i like yeah, I to get home time in, in but in like yeah, yeah. But no, these these little people, you know, it's just it's just a new generation. They're they're little forces. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's
3: what you were, though. Like I'm sure your mum was like, "Oh my gosh," when she went into the halfpipe for the first time or went in there. How were oh. you feeling? That were you just like, because <gasps> no female was doing that. Like yeah. not many. There was who was before? Like really in Australia? Really? It was yeah, the well,
0: actually four. there was mm-hmm. there was a handful of Australian females. I was like, actually really lucky. Like, um, who was there? There was Linda Whitaker, Jemima Brain, Mandy, um, Woods, um, who was already there when, um, oh, there was, there was a handful of girls, older girls, some slightly older than me, a few of the same age. Um, but actually quite a few girls that, um, were like Holly. my mentors. Yeah, Holly yeah. Crawford um, was already snowboarding by that point who we competed in a couple Olympics together. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
0: So it was it was actually a, an interesting scene to come into because it was, it already had momentum, you know, in the, was yeah. it ni- 90s, was it 97, 98 or something when I started?
2: Yeah, true. Um, yeah. yeah. How many, like, I mean, I, I'm really conscious of the time that we could definitely talk all night. <laughs> <laughs> bit, I
0: forgot we were recording.
2: I know. I've, <laughs> yeah, grab a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I could talk all night about this, yeah. but I mean, I just feel like Marion, you you know, where you are right now today, 2020, and you've done all this for your kids and where they are and everything. Like, mm. I mean, how is it? I mean, yeah. I know you can't
1: sort yeah. of reduce it to one. Yeah, Once I want anyway. to come back to a few things. Like you said, mm-hmm. oh, did people help because of you? I felt people helped because of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, had great personalities. You, you know, it was. it's more... Uh, I thought the kids were amazing um, in their little beings rather than... Uh, that was more important to me than their mm-hmm. sport prowess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really um thought that's why people helped um the other thing was it wasn't easy um Mm. and growing up with different children's feelings and i remember saying to abby one time i've got to spend this time with torah now um i've got to get her through the higher school certificate and she's got to be able to fulfill her duties um for her sponsors and for australia and for herself yeah, um well. and and none of it was easy you know mm-hmm. it um not it wasn't easy for torah or ben or um I, and and just on that because i want to hear more about that but i
2: i mean i totally get that like the juggling of feelings in a family of like what someone gets or you spend a little yeah. bit more time yeah. every family it's so tough that yeah. one
1: thing you know, so sorry, keep going. And, and, you know, I remember saying to Abby one time when she was saying everything's, um, you know, it's torrid. Um And she was a young teenager out with her billabong. She used to fly off from Salt Lake City with her billabong people and um, she'd go to Europe, she'd go to Japan and she'd do the photo shoots everywhere and do the World Juniors, um, which she won one time too. Um, so, but I remember saying to her, she'd had a few injuries, um, too, which held her back from things. Um, and I remember saying to her one time, I have to do this for Tora now. Mm -hmm. Um, I was her PA, um, I'd have to get, because she was basically a businesswoman. Yeah. So, and I'd have to get all the visas and, you know, all...
0: Not not to mention making sure the schoolwork got done and the assessments and assignments. (laughs)
1: And and the tax got done, all the (laughs) tax work and, oh, gosh. Anyway, um, so, and I said to Abby... But you're my youngest, you know. When they're all not wanting a mother, any, not that they really wanted a mother then, but um, but not needing a mother anymore, then you and I will have nobody else, you know, it'll be you and I. I can, which which it has been really. I mean, Abby's an amazing person now. <laughs> um, but she was annoyed with me at mm, times. As a I would, young I would imagine it. Like well,
3: individual individual children like it, like really.
2: Tanila. Yeah. Tanila and I are always talking about how I, like Tanila say I can't speak to you at the moment because I've got to give my time to my this daughter or that, and they always kind of blame you for something, don't you, kids?
1: Yeah. Like yeah. they just. Yeah. That's yes. the way it goes. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I mean Ab- Abby was the most amazing child anyway. They all were, as I'm saying, that's what people yeah. saw and felt and wanted to help them get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um and it's so funny, she said to me one time then they were just young and um I said to her, Abby, the trouble is you think you're the boss of this family. It? She was very young, you know, before school. And and she put her hands on her hips and she said to me, "But I am. I have to be." <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine these amazing personalities. They're um, we very um,
0: strong-willed. Were yes, I love and that. And the
1: boys <laughs> felt that I was more for the girls than um, the guys. You know. And <laughs> you know what? Whatever
2: you do. They're going to blame you for something. Like every family, <laughs> that's just the way it goes, right? You, you know, you, if you yeah. were giving the attention to someone else, everyone would have blamed you for that. Yeah. You know, it's so just... we were,
1: yeah. So we were a very normal family with all yeah. the yeah. difficulties. Very
0: normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going into motherhood, going, you know, analyzing yeah. our family dynamic, going, okay, well, I'm the mom, I'm just going to cop it.
2: Just yeah.
0: For yeah. A, for a <laughs> You to set the rules. Set the rules. you
2: are
3: still
1: yes. never let them win. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job of that with my youngest daughter. She's yeah. really ruling the roost at the youngest. Do you know
1: what? I don't think we had many rules. Um I I was sort of ruleless. I was. Uh, I don't know
0: about that, Mum. I remember soap in the mouth, cayenne pepper in the mouth. Oh, okay. Um. The language. (laughs)
1: Okay. Not allowed to jump on the trampoline on Sunday. (laughs) Actually, we did have rules and regulations that that were there and important. But, you know, I wouldn't go crazy about other things. Um, Mm. They had their choices to do things, except those important things that I felt important at that time. Mm. Um, Mm. um, But, yeah. Oh, you know, I often used to think, oh, should I be more of a disciplinarian? But I was more like, yes, on the things that I just couldn't let go, and things that I felt was important for their futures but um, but there are other things that I thought is more important just to be loving and accepting than to be a disciplinarian. Um, so I was an enigma in a way because of the things they remember. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, was, like, but I just wanted a happy family and wanted to help them magnify their talents. And yeah. apart from all the family mm-hmm. dynamics, as Tora said, we had lots of fun together mm. um, and we had fun on the snow together.
0: When we were um, outside, if
1: yes, we played a board game, yes. holy moly, that yep. was not good. Oh, my gosh. And I gave up on that in the end. <laughs> no Monopoly? Um, no, no Monopoly. I
0: literally had a fight with my five-year-old nephew playing Monopoly and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, you can't cheat you're not gonna
3: win that way. <laughs> That's true. My dad, one night we were in Canada on a ski holiday. Cause I, I believe that family snow holidays are always the best. Like your dad is always working. And when we went to the snow, he was always there and we had conversations. And anyway, we were in Canada one year and we got the monopoly out. Oh my gosh, my dad was like, you're never going to make it in this world if you can't decide if you want to buy Mayfair right now. And we're like
0: (gasps) crying. It was like, okay. (laughs) Monopoly was the ruin of us, so I can relate.
1: (laughs) We were definitely outdoors people as um, Peter was definitely a farmer um you know i always say to him you're better with animals than people <laughs> but he's he's a very I like, good, he's a good, he's a good,
3: good
0: human person to too I thought, yeah <laughs> i think um being from a big family keeps you grounded too mm, you know yes, you can't definitely. get away with much yeah <laughs> get smacked down pretty quick yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. well you're gonna have Taurus like for your upcoming baby you're just gonna just have so much fodder for this child and just so much awesome background and everything and everything's just going to seem so normal and don't you reckon to like when we're all in the car and we're going down to the snow with our kids and they're in their pjs and they're having cereal out of the mug and it seems normal yes. and everything like yeah. there's something to that it's very grounding and 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 you sort of wonder
1: if you're weird one minute, but then you realize, no, it's all good. (laughs) And one's annoyed with the other, so one pours his bottle of water over the other one's head. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh my gosh. Done too many runs with one, and then somebody's upset because they think they're the favorite. And yeah, you're (laughs) all over it, Tora.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I just hope my kids are. there's, I mean, Oh my gosh. I just hope my kids, they'll love it, of course, but I hope they know that they can stop whenever they want to go to the bathroom because apparently I wouldn't. I just loved it so much and just used to pee in my ski suit. <laughs> and I remember sitting in the car on the way home with my ski boots on and I took them off and then mum goes, Tora, put your ski boots back on. It smells like... He <laughs> literally like oh. got down in my ski boots. Oh. And so I'd like put them back in and then I'd slowly inch them back out. And I was just like, could did I just love it that much that I just so didn't sure your mom didn't love it that much?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, you didn't love it. Um, but you know, when we were they had lockers at the various mountains where they were training and when they were younger, oh, mind you, know, you I so was quite changed. young at
0: this point. I reckon I would have been
1: five. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Even> <laughs> that last
2: season, seventeen. Yeah, last <laughs>
1: season. Last season. <laughs> it did depend so, I used to have changes for the little ones, um, <laughs> you know, in their lockers because they want to be they be out all day, and um, even when we were on fly day flat, when they were just you know two and a half and four and a half, the younger girls. Um, you know, they'd be on the chairlift and want to go to the toilet, and we couldn't make it back down in time, but you know, we didn't worry about stuff like that.
0: No, you <laughs> were so not
1: cool. all day. Yeah. I was, <laughs> <In> um, <LP. laughs> you know, I, I, it happens a lot. Some things I was good at, and other things I didn't care about
3: <laughs> priorities, absolute priorities. But, it's like yeah. that's necessary. that They'll get
0: over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a funny story in my mind now. I'm
2: just kind of like, what a grub. <laughs> no,
0: it's, it's no, honestly, crazy. our <laughs>
2: kids do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, everyone loves a good wee in their ski suit. So yeah, a little,
0: a little nature piece is still my favourite thing. It's just yeah. very yeah. different in the ocean to the mountain.
2: <laughs> I noticed what, I, what I, I couldn't work out with my daughter, every time she wears a onesie, like if we t- took her to ski school, she would always wear in a ski suit. And I figured out it was cause they put the bib over the onesie yes. and it was, oh. it was yes, the, over the thing. So yeah. on the day she went to ski school, she would wear the two piece and she could just
1: slide the thing in. Yes. So that's maybe one tip. Yes.
0: Ah, there we go. Good.
1: And, um, <laughs> but you know, with families, I'm still now thinking, oh my gosh, I made so many mistakes as a parent that I'm still now um, supporting in whatever ways I can or I'm allowed to. Um, mm-hmm. in but I, the, I think um, it comes
0: to a point, too, where you become your own person and you become accountable for your own feelings and your own reactions to certain things, too, that it's not on the mother, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> but I can still help. And, you know, I've, I've gone on... Um, with many more training things and, um, you know, energy psychologies and energy medicine and things. And so I still um, try to help where I can. Um, well, it's an, it's an evolution. It? Oh, yes. it's, uh, it's, definitely a great
3: it's definitely a great thing. Yeah. I just, so I guess like, um, kind of we're coming to the wrap up cause we, 've out- I don't want to wrap it up, but I guess our listeners will be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> I have to do a part two. No. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I kind of think, well, you know, in, in your kids' life, they do so many different avenues, don't they, in their life? And, and you're proud of them for everything. So, what would you say is Torah the most thing you're proud of about your mum? And, Marion, what's the thing that you're most proud about Torah for?
1: So far away, Dora.
0: <laughs> all, right, all right, Mom. Well, I think the thing that stands out for me most with Mom is that she's like, she's constantly evolving and adapting and changing and learning. Like, she is this, like, uh, kind of pure hearted, like, truth seeker, um, just just full of wisdom like she she looks into everything she just she wants to educate herself and empower herself with knowledge and she's done that her whole life um and she's you know dropped things that haven't worked you know that have been a part of her life for many many years only to just move on and better herself and open her mind and um so i think that's that's the i don't know what I'm most grateful to have watched you do and have, uh, I guess, hopefully be able to do the same, you know, Uh (laughs) just want to keep searching and being better. And yeah, it's like, it really is amazing. You know, she's going to be 70 years old and is not stuck in her old ways. She's Mm. constantly- Sounds like she's just
1: getting started.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: A new <laughs> phase is coming. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um as I mentioned before, I was much more um interested in their personal development than I was in their sport development, but that was part of um the process. And I think sport is such an amazing way and seeing they were headed that way, an amazing way to teach how to live life. Yes. So, but I was very much more thrilled than gold medals and, um, you know, and world championships and tour championships because tour has got them all multiple times. I think Australians don't exactly know just how, all right, how much... <laughs> Done in, no, the no, in, in the world in her but um, that they are persons that are going to continue to involve, evolve, that are going to tin, continue to grow in the ability to love themselves and those around them, um, to overcome ourselves, um, and she, she does, um. You know, Rowie was telling me about a one the, the wonderful film that she's done in the last couple of years for um, Out of Bounds, the IMAX, and Rowie rang me and said, "You know, I wish I'd um, recorded Rowe, um Torah speaking um, at that movie." Um, what was it called? The first we, we night had a movie, movie
0: premiere in Seattle. I yes. Think. Okay.
1: And she said, Oh my gosh, the way Tora spoke um it was just fantastic. And it more or less brought out the person Tora was and the things that she was concerned about um for all of us. Um and our wonder in our amazing earth. Um And so that, to me, is where I wanted my children to be at this stage um, of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just lovely. Now I can sit back and enjoy my children and their being, Mm -hmm. and that's very much so. I think my
2: interpretation of what you've said is really that you've given each of your children a lever to really showcase their values that are really going to, you know, benefit the earth. They're not just, well, I don't know if Torah's getting about somewhere, <laughs> you know, you know, living the life I'm not sure. And there's nothing wrong with that, but certainly your voice is really, you've given each of your children this an incredible voice to go out in the world and make it better, which is incredible.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And so to yeah. me, that, um, that creative love is the most important thing that we need to develop in ourselves and give to others and help them um, develop it in their selves. And it's just the most amazing frequency that we can be involved in. And that, that's what I believe we're here for.
3: Yeah. Well, this is it's, honestly, yeah. it's lovely to hear the both of you speak together because I don't know you before today. And I've only seen Tora on the TV. So it's really lovely to see that. I mean, and Tora's always been this amazing, in my mind, ambassador for the snow industry, which I love, and for my
0: girls to be a part of as well. that I learnt from this conversation too, which I think I want to take more on board now going into motherhood and whatnot, when mum was, like, saying that she doesn't care, you know, she did what she wanted to do. And I was like, she didn't give her power away to anybody, you know? And I think going into motherhood, I really need to, like, do that because I'm in charge of, you know, my body and my child and decisions we make and, you know, how we go about that. So I'm just kind of like, yes, mum, I learned that from today. So, yeah. Thank I, I you. We don't we give power of all the women have come before me. So I just, like, I I'm, I'm, like, starting mm-hmm. to feel this connection to everybody and to i haven't met you but i don't know thank you thank you You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. i love you guys
3: yeah. same i do too yeah. yeah oh you you get this beautiful village around you that just you you can yeah it's, it's nice it's nice to be it's amazing to
2: be a mum yeah
3: yeah, yeah. We're lucky we're lucky we get the opportunity to do it
2: it's a it's a wonderful village and it's very important and there's lots of wisdom that we can receive and maybe a bit to impart I don't know but to share anyway thanks for listening to loving the snow life with Emma and Tanil. if you've learned a handy tip or two then happy days to catch all our episodes subscribe on iTunes it's free head over to www dot loving the dot com dot au for more info and follow us on instagram and facebook at loving the snow life if you have any suggestions for topics or guests then email us on our website thanks to everyone who leaves a review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts feel free to share our episodes on your social media